0: Today, we're gonna talk about blood pressure and breathing, device assisted breathing. Just a couple of things about blood pressure first. These are a couple of slides from the company that makes this thing. I wouldn't say that it's deadlier than ever. I would say that it's deadly. There's 80 million in the US. Does that ring some bells? The CDC would also say there's about 80 million people with prediabetes, 90% of whom are undiagnosed and unaware. And I'm gonna go over this continued relationship between high blood pressure and pre-diabetes. We'll cover some actual details in that space and mechanism in a few minutes. Nine out of 10 middle-aged adults are gonna get high blood pressure. It leads to stroke, heart attack, kidney failure, and more. It accounts for about 14% of deaths and half the patients with it are not controlled despite medication and lifestyle changes. It doubles the COVID-19 morbidity and mortality. And I think that was the point that these guys were making in the title about it being deadlier than ever. Now I mentioned the link between prediabetes and blood pressure. There's a major linkage there. If you start looking at charts and graphs of chronic diseases, what you'll see is start falling apart in our 40s, 50s, Well, why is that? We have specialists to look at each body part. We have neurologists to look at dementia and strokes. We have ophthalmologists, eye doctors, to look at the damage associated with eyes. Cardiologists to look at the damage associated with hearts. Nephrologists to look at the damage associated with kidneys. All of these are actually caused by the same things. High blood pressure, prediabetes, diabetes. diabetes. So as you begin to realize that, you begin to look at there's a metabolic, a cellular problem going on that's tearing up our arteries. If it tears them up in the kidneys first, then we start getting kidney disease. Most likely two big places, tissues, that you get this artery damage would be in the heart and the brain. That's why you get heart attacks and strokes. There's a thing that you may have heard of, AGE. Now, I'm not talking about aging, getting older, although that's very much related to this. I'm talking about advanced glycation end products. Those are proteins that glucose has bound to. And if you look at the kidney. The kidney has a thing called its filters. They're glomeruli, but you don't need to remember that name. The kidney has filters and the filters have a like a thermostat in your house. They have a sensor which tells, are we getting enough filtration? Well, those filtration thermostats tend to get clogged up by advanced glycation end products. Now let's go back and connect a dot. What's the most common advanced glycation end product or the most well-known? Hemoglobin A1c. So When you begin to realize that hemoglobin A1C and the other advanced glycation end products can start clogging up the filters in our kidneys, start causing those thermostats to say, hey, we're not getting enough filtration. You need to increase the blood pressure. You need to increase the volume. You need to squeeze those arterial walls. Then you begin to start understanding the relationship between prediabetes, blood pressure, and the other chronic diseases. Now, most people think, well, it's the arteries themselves those big arteries it's hypertension right high blood pressure hyper meaning too much tension meaning too much of a squeeze so they think of that in terms of the arteries that's almost correct but not completely so if you look at this diagram there are three things that can cause that kind of resistance and push obviously how hard the heart pushes on the blood the second one is the large arteries what most people think about the large arteries can cause some problems but here's where the real issue is they're called arterial the smaller arteries. And if you look at at the actual surface amount, the most, the biggest amount of surface by far is these small arteries touching the blood. And that's where we get into hypertension. In fact, the number's so big, I can't remember if it's 6,000 miles of arterioles in our body or 60,000. It's mind boggling. Every tissue that gets blood gets blood because of these large arteries feeding those small arteries we So that's where we get concerned about this squeezing, causing high blood pressure. So let's talk for a minute about blood pressure and the first thing that most docs go to. You know, the first thing they go to is medications. I'm going to go over four common types of blood pressure medications. We'll talk about a little bit of pros and cons, but this is not so much a video about blood pressure medications. We can do other videos on that later on. This is about breathing assisted devices, but just a couple of comments about The medications before we get into the impact of breathing and the mechanism of breathing assisted devices on blood pressure. ACE inhibitors. That's one of the first things you'll hear from me. That's the first medication class that I'll go to. There's a couple of reasons for it. Number one, it lowers the resistance of these arterioles, but it also improves the cardiovascular inflammation. That is a really big deal. For those of you unfamiliar with this channel, just Google my name and then CV inflammation or cardiovascular inflammation. We've got dozens of Videos on cardiovascular inflammation, causes associated with heart attack and stroke. The second most common medications that you'll see today are calcium channel blockers. They have a very similar mechanism. They decrease the power of these little yellow arrows, the squeeze on those arterial walls. They also have some other impacts on you know how hard the heart is pushing, but those are not significant right now, and we're not going to cover those in today's discussion. Two of them are commonly used blood pressure pressure medication classes in the past were diuretics and beta blockers. Diuretics, fluid pills. And as I mentioned before, there are two ways to increase your blood pressure. Squeeze those arterioles a little bit harder or decrease the volume, the fluid in the blood. And we noticed that with diuretics, fluid pills long ago. So those used to be the go-to medications. But what we have found from the science, from looking at the evidence over and over, is that diuretics, they used to be the first line medication. They really shouldn't be in the vast majority of cases. The vast majority of cases should be ACE inhibitors or calcium channel blockers, for starters. Beta blockers are still the first and important category, but they're still way overused. Most beta blockers can actually cause some prediabetes or make it worse. Beta blockers are important, especially in terms of how hard the heart pushes. Now, here's the thing. They are very important for people that have some level of heart failure. Now, I'm not going to get into heart failure today. One of the the things we're discovering more recently about heart failure is that it's very similar to the case with atrial fibrillation, very similar to the case with prediabetes. In other words, there are tons of people, maybe most people with some heart failure don't know it. It's what we call New York stage 1, totally asymptomatic heart failure. Now heart failure is the one time when you do want to go ahead and have beta blockers that and when you've had a couple of other heart related items. For the vast majority of us though it's a mistake to start with beta blockers. Look at the medications if you're on diuretics beta blockers. You may just want to check that out and make sure that those are the right choices for you at this point in time. Thank you for listening. For more information please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH Thank you very much for your interest